0: you think, Mississippi? I'm excited to be here. I'm your co-host, Shane Blanton. I'm here with my other co-host,
1: Manny Tollibol.
0: And we are super excited to kick off our first episode in our first series in education. Wow, Manny, I'm excited to be starting a podcast
1: with you. You, Yeah, (laughs) I can't even talk today. (laughs) Yeah, man, I'm really excited too. It just showcases how excited I am right now. I can't even mutter my words correctly. Oh man, cat got your tongue. (laughs) yeah man so uh, how do you what do you think dude what am i thinking right now
0: i'm yes what are you thinking right now man i am thinking a lot of good stuff right now but mostly the weather in mississippi today was awesome in the morning it was like 50 degrees it was sunny at least in jackson i don't know about the rest of the state but it was pretty where i was so you know what that's what i was thinking about today i was like dang this weather was nice
1: Dude, I wish I could say the same. The last few weeks here, I've just been 30s and 40. Oh, epic voice crack.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, man. No, it's been ep- like super low here, 30s and 40s. And I'm pretty sick and tired of it. So, ready to get it rolling? Yeah, man.
0: All right. Well, that's a great segue right back into our actual episode, what we're going to be talking about we got some good stuff on the agenda today. We're going to target one particular bill that Manny and I both thought was really interesting. It's going to bring a lot to the table for Mississippi. It's got a lot of good discussion around it. And we really want to get you guys thinking about this bill, too. And, you know, getting engaged with what's going on in the legislature this session, the next session, you know, and the next one after that. We're just generating a conversation between you two young guys who care about Mississippi, who care about seeing it grow, and caring about seeing it succeed. All right. So, Manny... What's on our agenda today for the first episode, first series of What Do You Think?
1: So, starting the education series, we're going to be covering computer science specifically. And on this bill, it's called Senate Bill 2678. Senate Bill 2678. It's called the, if I have it right here, sorry, the Mississippi Computer Science and Cyber Education Equality Act. And it's actually written by Senator Scott. State Senator Scott Delino. You want to tell me a little bit more about him, Shane?
0: Yeah, so Scott DeLeno is from District 50 over there in Harrison County. He went to the University of Mississippi, or sorry, the University of Southern Miss. I'm trying to you know, steal the credit for being an old Miss graduate myself. Southern Miss actually gave him his accounting degree, and uh, he's actually the technology chair for Mississippi, and then he's also the Veterans and Military Affairs vice chair. Um, you can email him, find his email, and find his phone number there if you want to contact him about the bill, asking more questions, which we encourage you to do. How are you going to make change? Go talk to your representatives, right? Call them up, talk to them, see what he's all about. Manny, tell me more about this Computer Science Equality Act. That sounds incredible.
1: Dude, I think it's pretty groundbreaking. Like, I think it's going to be so beneficial to Mississippi. So, what the bill is about is establishing a core computer science curriculum from the K 12 school systems in Mississippi, because currently, right now, not Over half of the schools do not teach a single computer science course.
0: Wow. Half of them don't even teach computer science courses, huh?
1: Yeah, man. It's actually really sad because we are moving into a world that's becoming increasingly digitized. And I think that this is a great thing that Mississippi is about to do to catch up to that landscape.
0: Wow. That is true. You know, the world is going to that technology. You know, I always guess sometimes I think about technology and I'm like, well, Old school train of thought is technology steals the jobs. Thinking back to like John Henry, you know the guy on the railroad who was just smashing those pins in left and right. The legend of John Henry, then the steam engine came in, and they had that epic race through the mountains. You know that's what I'm talking about? You know John Henry, John Henry, John Henry. You know what I'm talking about, man?
1: <laughs> you got me completely oh, lost. Oh man, mind. that was
0: one of the greatest American like man versus machine. You know, it was like who's the better one? Man's better, machines better. It's a crazy epic. There's a good cartoon out. I remember watching as a kid. We gotta check.
1: Wait, that wait, wait, is that the thing about the? the the chainsaws and no, it no, down he's, a, he's
0: the pin there is that one yeah isn't that uh, the, uh paul, paul paul bunyan, bunyan. yeah 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 yeah. For, yeah 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 i don't know i was thinking john henry though it was like that little man versus machine who could put in the most railroad pins by hand or not and he had two sledgehammers you know he was born with two sledgehammers in his hands like bah, bah, and they fight the machine anyway it's crazy but that's what i think about when i think old train of thought however What we are seeing, though, with technology increasing is it's not necessarily man versus machine, machine replacing all the man's jobs, more that we're creating a new line of jobs, right? Like it's a new opportunity for new jobs.
1: That's actually, to me, half correct, because a lot of jobs actually are being automated and replaced by machines. It's just increasingly the way it's becoming in manufacturing because it's a lot more cost competitive and it's a lot more efficient. And companies overall save more money on that, you know, going back to the cost efficiency on it. So are you saying that the job
0: market is getting cut in half by technology? What are we going to do with those other half of people? Is that why we need to implement computer science into schools so that they can break into that half?
1: Absolutely. So this to the other half of your question, um, it's becoming to a point where Mississippians and the future of Mississippi, the students are going to be able to work with the machines, write programs for the machines. So the bill actually covers the core competencies of what computer science is. That covers computational thinking, problem solving, programming, cybersecurity, data science robotics and artificial intelligence these are all things that will effectively make mississippi a better place for manufacturing because it's going to help automate those processes look at the data aggregates of data and be able to actually make the processes of whatever these manufacturing companies in mississippi do more efficient and it's also the programming is writing scripts to make sure that the same thing is happening repetitively every single time it's executing the functions way better. So yeah, I I think that it's, it's taking out jobs, but it's also making more jobs. It's making jobs that are for the future.
0: Right. And you know, that's sort of what I think about. So, you know, when I say like, it's a new line of jobs, it's sort of, like it, you know, it is replacing jobs, but at the same time, it's making a different section of jobs. Like it's taking this older school, old school manufacturing jobs. What was the thing we talked about? Like the guy, you know, somebody who puts the bottle cap on the water bottle versus a machine that can put a cap on a water bottle way faster, more quantity, for longer periods of time, you know, than a human can. But that creates more jobs for people who want to control the machine or write the program for the machine or whatever it is, make sure the ro- the wires in it work right, right. You know, it creates new lines of jobs. So I agree with you. I think like this, like this core curriculum could be good. Like really
1: it's good not curriculum. as much as jobs are being lost, as much as jobs are being shifted. Right. You know, and, and that's and is. that's yeah. the thing. And that's the thing is we have to move with the times. Mississippi has to move with the times in order to make it in a in a global economy. That's just the way it is now. We can't always be doing staying in. Uh, traditional mindsets we have to get to a point where we are moving forward that's what it takes to survive see but i
0: think with some aspects of tradition you can move forward right i mean come on you can move forward with tradition like you would take your old traditions and add new ideas to your tradition but keep your traditions at the same time you know what i'm saying
1: yeah, absolutely. But you have to be open open to new solutions. You can't do the same thing over again. And that's what I'm trying to say. You don't have to leave certain traditions in the past, but you have to adapt them for the future.
0: True. Okay. And so this bill is really targeted at that, like this computer science, you know, introducing this, I mean, how many grades is this going to cover? I mean, how many grades?
1: It covers from elementary school, where it's going to be very light topics that cover how to use computer applications. Let me explain this better. From elementary, it's going to be a lot more computer applications, like learning how to use a computer, applications like Microsoft Word or something like that, per my understanding. I could be somewhat wrong on that. But as it as it moves up into middle school and as it moves up into high school, they are going to get increasingly more complex where they will be able to start writing in scripts or programming uh, using different kinds of programming languages, maybe like Python or C++. But the execution of this curriculum is what will determine how mississippi's um job pans out right are these kids going to be able to actually get a, a job right out of high school with this curriculum because companies now like the big tech companies are increasingly becoming more aware that you don't actually have to go to college to right. be a coder right so shane, shane what do you yeah shane what do you think do you think that this bill will allow the students to get a job directly out of high school into manufacturing facilities or big tech companies that we could eventually bring to Mississippi?
0: I definitely think that this has some potential for that. I mean, when we started off, you mentioned elementary kids and them getting some basic computer science stuff. I actually just bought a programming for four-year-olds, a book for my daughter when she gets to be four. I'm going to work through that book with her because I also am learning some stuff, trying to one day um, about coding. And so, you know, I got a book that's literally for little kids for programming, you know, like I got that for her and, you know, it'd be great to see that happening in some schools. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think, especially with the entrepreneurial mindset, the millennial generation being, you know, I, you know, we've got this, the old generation back before world war II, they saw a lot of opportunities to make a lot of money doing, starting up different businesses. And they did right. Well, the world is shifting. And as the world has been shifting and as our generation has grown up with technology, literally like, you know, I would think I was born in 95. I don't know I'm a young guy or I'm an old guy, depending on, How old you are or young you are, but you know, that middle spots, you know, that the guys from the eighties who are now getting into their adult, you know, their big adult years and stuff like they grew up with technology. They were before. And then they grew up with it as it's gotten crazier. And with that has come a lot of entrepreneurial businesses. You know, if you're starting up a small business, you need a website. You know, nowadays, how are people going to find you? They find you on the internet. You need a website. You're going to need, I don't know, whatever you can do with technology, which is literally everything, credit card scanners, Uh, databases to collect data, spreadsheets, things like that, you know, just basic computer knowledge. And I think kids learning that in elementary school all the way through high school, them having that core foundation of computer science moving out of high school will help them definitely find jobs or even make jobs for themselves, right? Because that's giving them an opportunity to make a job for themselves. I mean, what do
1: you think? To, To that entrepreneurial mindset, yeah, a lot of coders are actually freelancing coders where they can work from home, they can do it on their own time. The That's what's so amazing about this. And that's why I think it's so foundational because kids from elementary to even high school and middle school, they're going to benefit tremendously from this, in my opinion. And, And going to that entrepreneurial mindset, I think that Jackson overall as a city and Mississippi as a state has the potential to become the southern Silicon Valley, so to speak.
0: The southern Silicon Valley. Man, that sounds nice. That's that's got a nice ring to it.
1: Yeah, dude. Think about it. Because Mississippi has something that a lot of companies are now actually transitioning to the south for. Cheap land, efficient labor everything's just cheaper to do and you still get the same result. So to me, I think that Mississippi has a great potential in becoming the next Southern Silicon Valley right now. It's Austin, Texas with great. Oh, dude, don't even get me started.
0: Silicon Valley with good food. Good Southern food. Oh man, man. That's a good one. Hey, that's a pool right there. I'm telling you, we're going to be getting there. Tell me a little bit more about what Jackson particularly is doing to help kind of break into this tech industry? What do, you, what, what, what do you think that the capital of Mississippi is doing right now?
1: So there are actually two things that I'm aware of that Jackson, Mississippi is doing right now. There is the uh, uh, apply now to this program called Mississippi Coding Academies. It's an 11 month, five day a week program where you learn how to do web programming, which is one of the most hot markets, essential skills yeah. right now. And they have alumni, they have local site visits, to companies that are in the area, and you get real skills, relevant skills. Coders can start, you know, anywhere at fifty dollars to $60,000 who do web programming. And actually, once they get really good and skill developed, they transition into higher salaries, maybe 70000 80000 yeah. And if you become a freelance artist or freelance programmer, where you're doing that all for yourself, you can charge pretty much you, how much you want
0: yeah dude i remember when i was trying to make a website uh i eventually got frustrated and i contacted a freelancer guy and you know i was like how much you know could it, you know would it cost to develop a website he's like i mean man, it depends on what you want a simple base website could be a thousand bucks if you want something super serious it could be ten thousand dollars you know to make and that's a pretty good you know gig if you got a couple of those throughout the year i mean that's not a bad even side hustle you know you've got a day job and do this at night you know you're your day job worker at night, Batman by night, you know, it's just kind of crazy that you, what you could do with that. So that's cool about Jackson's tech Academy. That really is.
1: Shout out to Dr. Dashley, uh, Cephas. If I, I hope I pronounced that correctly, she's actually one of, uh, Amazon's, um, employees who is actually starting a black tech hub in Mississippi. And that's going to, uh, she's actually the applied science manager, I believe. But, that's going to allow people who are in underprivileged and underserved areas to start building more STEM skills, which is going to further Mississippi's ability to have a Southern Silicon Valley. And another thing that I believe that needs to go alongside of this bill is that universities such as Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Southern Miss, and you know, junior colleges even they need to start hosting hackathons if they already don't. And so, what essentially a hackathon is is where students get to test their skills in breaking apps, where they hack an app. Hacking wow. isn't necessarily bad; it's actually really good because what it allows you to do is test the strength and the cybersecurity of your system. That's right. And we're only advocating for legal hacking. Don't do it illegally. <laughs> <You can use laughs> yeah, them. no. Oh,
0: good. You
1: can use it. Yeah. Good kids. <laughs> disclaimer, if you if you do bad hacking, you will get caught.
0: <laughs> what do you think podcast does not condone or endorse illegal hacking? <laughs> but we do encourage you to get good at certain skills and go out there and test your knowledge. Figure those things out. I mean, I think, you know, and going back to the bill, I mean, just introducing this early on, getting it in the high schools. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. I think kids can get behind it, too. I was a school teacher i know that english can be boring kids i know it can be i know learning about direct you know direct objects uh pronouns where the comma goes where the semicolon goes you know writing long papers might not necessarily seem as fun it's very very important And all of everything we teach is important, but sometimes it's hard to pay attention to. Maybe looking forward to, hey, I got computer science next, though, may give kids some more life in their day when they go to school. You know, that is relevant. You get to play on computers. You get to learn about computers. I mean, with coding, create video games. Everybody loves video games. Learn to create those. Learn to make them. Learn to work on them. Learn to edit them. Patch them. You've been mad at Warzone lately because the patch has been bad? Wow, learn some coding so you can help fix those things. You know, I think introducing this so young is a great, great opportunity for Mississippi. I, re- I really do think it's a good opportunity. I really do.
1: Yeah, and even even for, you know, kids who I guess may not be into video games, there's so many other things that you can do with computer yeah. science. You know, sure. you could probably make an app that allows you to see what you would look like with certain makeup on without actually having makeup on, right? There's I think it- Snapchat did that. They may not, but that's my point, right? Like, that's the thing is it allows them to be creative with a solution. And what's so amazing about this is the kids will have the tools to rapidly create apps where they can test it, deploy it, see how the market reacts. If they don't like it, take it down, go back to square one. Like, this is to me what kids can do. It's It's just a a matter of...
0: It's like a new land. It's like a whole new opportunity of land, right? Like, it's a new land of opportunity almost.
1: Yeah, and think about it this way too, because... in the entrepreneurial perspective, these kids could also get mom and pop shops up, you know, right. have they get their websites up. Some of these places haven't had websites. Think about how much more of an audience some of these businesses could reach, what their next revenue input would be. This bill, to me, that's why it's groundbreaking, because not only does it potentially affect the economic Outcome and impact of Mississippi, but it's also going to get Mississippi up to speed where some places might not have access to that. And speaking of access, I just recently heard about Ceasefire doing that. How much yeah. was that investment, man?
0: That was a billion dollar investment by Ceasefire into 5G networks, fiber optic uh, internet, and other infrastructure, uh, just technical, technological uh, infrastructure that they're investing back into Mississippi right now. It's one of the largest privately owned companies in the US right now, and it is a Mississippi business. So we're super proud of C-Spire. Thank you, C-Spire, for caring about Mississippi. I guess you could have expanded into Texas and tried to boot out AT&T, but nah, we're just becoming the best one here in Mississippi, focused here first, Mississippi first. You know, I think that's good, good business on their part. I know they're, they're going to make a good bit of money off of this. So it's good for them, a good for Mississippi business to make some good money. And then also to help the citizens of Mississippi kind of get up to speed. Because so there was a lot of places like in McComb when I was a teacher there, I had satellite internet satellite i got one megabit per uh, one megabit per second download speed barely sent an email with just text in it
1: dude what does that even mean what is one megabit
0: oh man we can get into the technological sounds of the internet but it just means you your internet is slow <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it means it's slow fiber can give you upwards of you know 700 to a thousand so almost a gigabit download speed which is pretty incredible you can take a file that's 30 Two gigabytes and download in 32 minutes i mean that or sorry 32 seconds if it runs exactly right i mean that's wow that's unheard of i mean think about it back in like 1990 32 gigabyte hard drives filled up an entire room and now we got several terabyte drives that are like yay big you know just it's incredible to me so i think having these kids get into this early and in high school is good Ceasefire investing that uh, infrastructure is going to bring some of that technology to those schools. It's going to help us continue forward in the uh, te- technology field. And so I think Senate Bill 2678 is going to be good. Manny, can you tell me, when is this bill going to be sort of in place? Like, When would the, we could expect to see something? It, say it passes through. I, I know it's been through the committee now. We're waiting on some uh, House and Florida, some floor debates from the House and the Senate. But if it does say everything is perfect, it passes, great. When can we expect to see some results?
1: The bill, if gets if it gets passed, is actually going to take effect July 1st, 2021. However, certain parts of the bill allow only certain standards to start. So I think by 2022, 2023, it says, let me kind
0: of scroll there. Manny's looking for that bill. I'll fill some of that filler space with what do you think? What do you guys think so far about all of this? Manny, you got that date yet?
1: Yeah, so it says uh, beginning in 22, 23 school year, each local district shall provide that all middle schools in its system offer instruction and in foundations of computer science. So that is just the base level. And then each elementary school, at least 50% of them in the local school district shall provide a minimum of one hour instruction in computer science a week. The bill, which will be, fully in effect at all schools to teach minimum of a 1% course takes effect by the 24-25 school year
0: got you what kind of teachers is mississippi looking for for this kind of thing like what, what who's going to be teaching these computer science programs
1: so right now there's going to be an annual training for teachers counselors and administrators in order to phase in this K-12 computer science curriculum As per what the bill says in section six.
0: Got you. I like that. Section six. We're actually reading the bill itself. We're not reading some summary of the bill from somewhere. Right, Manny? We're actually going to the source itself. We found the PDF. We're in it. We're going to link it in the description. We're going to have all the links to everything we talk about. So you guys can go in there and look at it too. But we're going to the text itself. We're reading these bills from that. And we're bringing our interpretation to you and giving you some of the highlight key points and also making sure you have access to getting that uh, bill quick and easy. So you can go read it for yourself. So, yeah. Okay. So 2024 to 2025, we're going to have some, we're going to have some good teachers getting some licensing programs. Right. Um, but it's really cool. That opens up a new teacher's license too. It seems like that. would open up another, you know, more jobs for people who may have computer science who are freelancers who need another day job for some extra income. You know, they can apply for this teaching license and go actually teach about what they care about to these kids. Right. I mean, that seems like a whole other job market.
1: Absolutely. And it's also, you know, maybe that's not the teaching isn't the only thing, because some of these teachers have to go get accredited for this stuff, right? And so maybe a current freelance programmer in the state of Mississippi or tech services firm can actually create a business around teaching those trainings. So a Mississippi business creating a teaching session for teachers, administrators, where they can get someone who's already very experienced with it and get the accreditation they need. That's just the idea that I have. What do you think about that? Man, or do you think that there's a better idea for
0: No, I mean, I think that's a, definitely a good idea. You know, I know that there are a couple of companies that definitely, I know that there are a couple that go around. I know Google has some representatives that go in and teach teachers about new things. Every time they get new smart boards, uh, they have people that come in and teach them about these things. But, uh, you know, having Mississippi localized businesses like that, who could teach, you know, what it takes to be a computer science or a programmer or whatever, In Mississippi, particularly, you know, that creates a new market for these people to create that, train these people in these courses, you know, get accredited, all that kind of good stuff. You know, nonprofit organizations coming up and getting ready to donate money or donate uh, technology to these schools. I think that would be awesome to see. So, I mean, I just think there's a lot of ways for this bill to eventually give back to everybody in Mississippi.
1: Speaking of Google, they actually opened up a place in South Haven, Mississippi, their first operation centers in the U.S. That's pretty, pretty wild, well, man. Speaking
0: of technology, there you go. What, so yeah go, so yeah, got some of, <laughs>
1: yeah some of these actually you know that's where they could do it I know Google does a lot of certificate programs to learn how to code they have their own standards of what they want their employees to know what's the base level of coding right and those are transferable skills that these kids could take to other companies maybe like Microsoft maybe they want to go to smaller companies you know where they can find out where how to test their skills make more of an impact on a smaller floor right because if you're at a bigger company you could just be another cog in the machine unless you know you're some super amazing coder which i believe we 100% have that talent in mississippi it's there
0: for sure and you know i definitely think introducing this into high schools is going to we're going to find some of those hidden gems right like we could find the next great bill gates i don't know right here out of mississippi just starting it early starting them young in this some people's brains think like this and i think also i mean speaking of a little bit about computer science too you, you know we're talking about senate bill 2678 Speak a little bit about the science. Like, why is it good for kids to learn computer science, even if it's not computer science they're going to be doing? Why would it be good to learn this just as a base program? Like, why, like curriculum? Why is this a good curriculum?
1: Because it allows them to interact one in the world that we live in today more efficiently and effectively. Number two, it gives them the problem solving skills to that could be transferred. Say they don't like computer science, well, that same kind of computational thinking or problem solving skills can be applied to other careers. Maybe they want to go into engineering, maybe they want to go into physics, potentially be a pharmacist, or any, any literally other career that requires problem solving. That's a very transferable skill. So it's not something that, you know, this is what it focuses on, it allows you to think critically and solve a problem. And effectively, that's what companies hire people to do is to solve problems that's
0: right yeah definitely a valuable employee i would think definitely can solve a problem you bring them something to the table, and say hey i want this done but i don't know how to get there can you help me get there and that you know new employee says yes i have an idea let me run with it or i have 12 ideas and i'll send you all six you approve those i'll send you the other six we'll see what we talk about. you know like that kind of thing i think computer programming computer science all that kind of teaches those base level skills of how to solve problems find other solutions more effective solutions Uh, efficient solutions, you know, it lets you go through all of those steps that everybody is looking for at a base level. And it can translate to math, it can translate to English, it can translate to engineering, it can translate to science, everything is based in problem solving, logical thinking skills. And, you know, from my primitive knowledge of coding, I know that it is very logically based, you know, you have logic code, you know, it's just everything is logic based. I, I just think that's pretty good for kids to learn. And also, it's exciting, right? It's cool. Always cool to learn about computers and stuff. You know, it's a little, just a little more exciting.
1: So, speaking about logic, I'm thinking a lot of the listeners right now are thinking, "Yeah, this sounds all great, but how are we going to pay for it?"
0: Oh, he beat me to the question. I so said I was going to ask him this question and maybe you know turn the heat on to him. You know, we're talking about all this great, <laughs> Shane, you know, but he beat me to it. He's turning the heat on me now, Shane. How are we going to pay for this? Ah, you know. That part, I'm not 100% about. I know that we've looked at the budget, Mandy and I both did, for Mississippi. I know that we're allocating almost 53% now of our entire state budget into educational funds. Um, we also got that second round of the CARES Act that's investing a lot of money. What is it? North of $700 million in the public education system. Yep. Um, so, you know, I know those have stipulations and laws about where it has to go and when it has to be spent by but in the event this bill passes and there's some kind of legal room to go with, you know, allocating some of those funds into getting these curriculums up and running, you know, we talked about the average cost of teachers, you know, what the average salary of a computer science teacher would make in the United States and then multiplying that by the number of students plus also by you know each grade, because obviously a teacher can't teach K through 12 in one day. That's just, that's impossible. I taught seven periods of seventh grade English, and that was difficult. I couldn't imagine having to teach like multiple grades across the entire spectrum all day, every day. That would be tough. But, you know, I think we could find it somewhere in the budget to sort of maybe shift some things to this because it is important. It is exciting. I think it'll get kids involved. So maybe a shift in the budget, maybe adding, finding some new numbers in there. You know, hey, Shad White, stop arresting people. Just kidding. Don't keep going. You're doing awesome. Shad White all the way, man. He's, he's good. Hey, Shad White's doing, he's busy now and I like it. But, um, you know, find some of that money in that budget, you know, try to get it over there. I don't know the answer to that question. Manny, what do you think? <laughs>
1: Yeah. No, this is, this is such a loaded question. How do we pay for it? Like you said, there's no, there's no one simple solution right. because here's, here's the way the budget is broke down, right? Certain sectors of funding, such as education, um, the police force, corrections, those things are all allocated at separate percentages, and you don't want to overfund and underfund some of these programs. You know, so you got to look at what's the cost effectiveness instead of the cost efficiency? Like how much are we spending? Is it cheap enough versus what's the impact we're getting out of it, right? Right You know, and that's cause the effectiveness is what really matters. Two, it's like, okay, Mississippi currently has X amount of money. Think of this budget as a pie, and all of these pies are sliced uh, a certain size based on what the sector is, whether it's, it's education or whatever.
0: Budget report?
1: Basically, yeah, that's what they call it. It's a pie chart. So pie chart. it's a pie chart. So pie the pie, chart. okay, so if you don't if you don't want to underfund or overfund some of these things, then what do you do? Well, you have to make the pie bigger. Well, how do you make the pie bigger? And that question right there is probably going to be saved for another podcast. You know, how can we make the pie bigger? Do we cut taxes? Do we get more businesses in here? Do we raise small businesses? There's so many aspects to how do we fund this? You know, maybe we can charge a different kind of tax to this or a different kind of tax to that. Like it, there's so many things that are. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, you feel what I'm saying, man?
0: No, yeah, I mean, you know, and it's always a hard question, you know, and I give a shout out to our leaders who, you know, are doing the best that they can with what they have. It is always, you know, uh, Manny and I were sitting here, you know, arguing about it back and forth, like, ah, what do we do with the budget? We can move here, we can move here. And we realize, wow, this is a tough job because either somebody's got to lose money, somebody's got to get money, you know, it's a hard decision to make. So, that, you know, we really, you know, asking you guys, our listeners, what do you think? What do you, what do you think we could do with the budget? What do you, Take your knowledge that you know, let us know, tell us what you think about that. I think we could do this. I don't know. But, you know, I think it would be a good start. And as far as, you know, increasing the pie, right, if we have more tools, more ovens to bake more pies to make the whole pie bigger, I don't know. You know, the pie gets bigger, (laughs) right? I'm trying to think of an analogy that'll work. But, you know, making... This curriculum, a core curriculum, will give Mississippi an opportunity, hopefully, to expand that pie, right? We can we have more jobs, more opportunities. The more programming, computer science guys we have down here, guys and girls, kids, you know, companies, tech companies may look at moving to Mississippi. Because they say, hey, these guys perform really well with this computer science stuff. We want to go there. We got good candidates out there. You know what I mean?
1: Right. But like I said, it all comes down to how well this – The curriculum in this bill is executed because, yeah, it might sound really good on paper, but how well is is it actually executed? How good are these teachers actually teaching these students? How well are these students actually picking up the bill? A lot of this sounds great, but we have to see it in practice. And the only way we're going to find out is if this bill passes. So, Mississippi, what do you think about this bill? Talk to your senator. Talk to your local district representative because any changes that you want to see in your life actually start at the local level.
0: They do, man, nobody, you know, we, we should have a whole podcast dedicated to just local government and state government. You know, the, the news is, is saturated with national news, national government, but really everyday lives of our Mississippians are most closely affected by our immediate state legislator, your city's legislator, you know. It's short-arm gain, right? You know, the national government has a long-arm gain on us. You know, the state government has a short-arm gain. And so, you know, we are also, you know, pulling out kind of investing back into our own state, kind of getting the conversation going here, right in Mississippi – because we need to make it better. We need to make it go forward. You know, there's a lot of things that we could do. There's a lot of things that are great about Mississippi. You know, there's a lot of awesome, awesome things. You know, I hear people that come from all over the world, all over the United States. They come to Mississippi and they say, wow, this place is actually really great. And it's like, yeah, no, isn't it? You know, like there are good things about it. But there's also good things we can do to add on to the already existing good things, right? We're already making good steps going forward. And I think just adding this bill, House Senate, or excuse me, Senate Bill 2678, Pretty good, Bill. Scott Delano, good job. I think, you know, good job. What do you think? Good job? Bad job? What do you think?
1: Hats off to him, man. Someone who's who knows and understands the challenges that Mississippi will face tomorrow. My hat's off to that person. So, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: Good job. And, you know, let him know. You know, call him. Let him know you did a good job. Let him know some suggestions. If it doesn't pass this time, make sure to contact your and Say, hey, I really like that ha- Senate Bill 2678 from last year. I think I can add X, Y, and Z to it to make it work this year, you know, and you can evolve it over time and we can t- hopefully one day get something like this going. So I would love to see it go this, you know, I'd love to see it go this year, but if it doesn't, it doesn't mean all hope has failed and not to give up. Oh, well, we don't care about technology, forget technology. We'll just keep using our horse and buggies and you know, cause that's
1: what we ride. <laughs> that's about. essentially what it is. If you yeah. think about it. Yeah.
0: We to we get on, you know, we get on the uh, the Millennium Falcon, you know, Star Wars reference for all my Star Wars guys out there. Get on the <laughs> Millennium Falcon and let's get kick this thing in the hyperdrive. You know, I like that. Um, definitely challenges, you know, some of the challenges are paying for it. The funding of the bill, that's going to be challenging. Um, finding the right place in the budget. Like you said, the effectiveness of it as well. It's got to be done well. It's got to be executed properly. You know, we want to be cost efficient, right? I mean, that's our ultimate goal is we want to make programs work well for the least amount of money. I mean, obviously, that's just the goal.
1: Right. But here's the thing is when you are starting to do a program like this, you got to see how well it works. And then from the point, then you can start looking at and analyzing it. Where are the downfalls and where are the pickups or the pros and the cons? Once you've realized that, then you can start becoming more cost efficient. But when, in my opinion, when you're starting out a new program like this, it's about impact. And from that impact, then you can start cutting it down and seeing and making it lean.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like the whole impact. It creates an impact. It starts a movement sort of. We're we're showing the Mississippi is moving forward. We're not in our horse and buggies anymore. We've actually we've got the horse and buggies, but we're using them on the weekends. But now for the work week, we're going straight into the hyperdrive. We're hopping on the Millennium Falcon. We're ready to hit the hyperdrive and get out there and get in the hyperspace and have a great time. And I think that'll be good. I really do. And we'll we'll see if it goes. We'll see. We don't know. We'll see if it goes through or not. We just want to talk about it, get the conversation going, ask you guys, what do you think? You know, that's just what we're trying to do here. And that's what we're going to be doing with every episode is getting in here, talking about a bill. Manny and I are going to have some back and forth about it. And ultimately, you know, we want to know, what do you think? Because that's the most important part. Because this is what do you think? And it's what do you think, Mississippi? It's dedicated to Mississippi. And we want to know, what do you guys think? So you know, let us know. Tell us.
1: Let us know in the comments on our Facebook page at what do you think? podcast. You can also reach us at Twitter at what do you think MS, and you can reach us at Instagram at what do you think underscore podcast.
0: Go follow all those accounts. We'll be dropping information every week about our next coming episodes, our series that we're going to be launching. Cause I know we got education series. We're going to have a business series. We have a finance series. We have a social series. We're going to have a entrepreneur series. We're going to have so many series. you are going to be like, dang, I'm sick of all these series, but we're going to keep bringing them to you because we think it's important. And we want to start
1: this conversation. So Mississippi, tell us, what do you think? And on that note, I like to say goodbye. Thank you for listening. Shane, any outclosing thoughts?
0: Subscribe, subscribe. The bigger we get, the louder we get, the more impact we all have together. We are better as we're better united than divided. So let's get united. What do you think, Mississippi? Get the conversations going. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Hit the subscribe on Apple and Spotify.
1: And we love you guys. What an outro, man. Thank you guys. What do you think?